Hello and welcome to the West Connect uh, podcast where we help ensure that student athletes are successful on and off the field. Today, I'm excited to speak with Caleb King. Caleb, how are you today? Good, good. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I know your schedule is very busy, which we're going to get into here probably in a little bit. But um, for the listeners, maybe give a little bit of background on where you're from, how you found yourself at Wesleyan, and then what your experience as an athlete on campus was like. Sure, sure. So uh, I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. Um, went to a boarding school upstate New York, um, but decided to come back home for college. Um, drew me to Wesleyan, was just the community, um, really the diversity uh, in community, um, as well as the range of opportunities that I thought uh, just the campus and, and the school would offer. Uh, I was a really a more, more of a club athlete, um, played basketball um, basically all four years. Um, always had a love for basketball, played a lot in high school. Um, got very close to the men's basketball team at Wesleyan with Coach Riley um, and the rest of the team was able to do a lot of cool different things, whether it be announcing their games, um, to just being around the team and playing um, open runs with them pretty much religiously in the fall and spring. So I'll call myself a, a pseudo uh, student athlete because I tried to partake in as many activities as I could um, and just get the, get the feel of the community around there, um, which was a, a definitely a strong one. A lot of them um, are still very good friends of mine to this day. Um, and what was the last thing? Oh, just, you know, in addition to, to being an athlete, um, what other extracurriculars that you, you did on campus, you know, how you were engaged with the community, et Definitely. cetera. Right. Um, so in addition, in addition to playing uh, tons of basketball, um, I was also on the student judicial board uh, for about a year and a half. Um, I was a community advisor as well my final year. Um, and uh, took a lot, took part in a lot of student groups, uh, tried to attend um, as many different meetings as I could, whether it be um, affinity group meetings to um, just social potlucks. Um, so tried to really get the best feel I could of the campus. Uh, thought I made the most of it um, and got to meet a lot of uh, great and then really smart young individu individuals. Yeah, and before we kind of move on to what you've done after Wes, I do want to ask a couple of questions about that transition from New Haven to Millbrook, which is, you know, pretty fancy place. I, I played there in high school and, um, and, and what that was like going from New Haven to Millbrook to Wesleyan. And I've interviewed a, a couple of student athletes who have participated. I think it's called a prep program out of New York who, it's such a drastic change. Maybe if there's somebody listening who is new at Wesleyan um, and has a similar background to yourself and is maybe transitioning from that prep school environment, any advice or, or, or you know, um, actionable words of wisdom that you might give to them to really, um, you know, be able to uh, transition into the, to the Wesleyan community um, in an efficient manner? Definitely. I think uh, one, Wesleyan's a phenomenal place. I would say my transition from New Haven to Millbrook um, was incredibly difficult. Um, one, culturally, um, I was the only black uh, student in my class up until my last year in high school. Um, also, you just, you, you're seeing a whole different level, I think, academically as well. Um, so I, I credit my high school for really getting me up to speed uh, academically. 
And I, um, but I think socially, it was very hard to transition and adapt to that, that environment. And I think the biggest advice I can give for that transition really is to just try to find um, people who are, who are authentic, uh, who are willing to listen to your story and understand your perspective. I think uh, we don't have enough of that, um, especially not today, uh, where people from different backgrounds can take a second, um, take a step back and kind of understand where each other is coming from. Uh, I think that the transition from Millbrook to Wesleyan uh, really was a, a great one and one that I was really looking for and reason why I chose Wesleyan and was um, early in our session, I mentioned diversity. Uh, it's because I wanted to be in a place like Wesleyan where I felt um, there are people who not only look like me, but people from all different walks of life. Um, I do think that in this world, um, I think you can learn so much from people from different backgrounds, cultures and experiences. And so I think Wesleyan tries their best to really bring that kind of community together um, have a very diverse class, like I said, um, not just race um, or ethnicity, but also whether it be gender, um, social experiences, what have you. Um, when I got to Wesleyan, I think the other big advice I would give is to, I, I learned at, at my high school how to be somewhat private, um, just to uh, not get into confrontations with too many people um, and to kind of just keep my head down and, and kind of focus on my work. I think at Wesleyan, it's almost the exact opposite. I think you want to try to figure out how to get into different spaces. You want to try to talk to as many people as you can, have an open mind. Uh, Wesleyan is known for having uh, a very eccentric campus. Um, I think that might be even an understatement. But um, I think uh, if you go to that campus and try to just, you know, have a lot of fun, get to know people um, and keep an open mind, you're going to understand that really is a, a welcoming place and it's somewhere um, where I think you can, you can learn a lot. You might not agree or you might not un understand everything. Um, it's what I try to tell people, but I think you can um, definitely appreciate um, and begin to understand where other people are coming from, uh, both from a perspective, perspective standpoint and then just um, with life as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my wife and I both went to Wesleyan and my brother and uh, the two of us are, are on the alumni committee for Tennessee. And so we interview, you know, prospective students and they always kind of ask, like, how did you find yourself there? And I went to an all boys military school in upstate New York. Um, and I remember I went to my guidance counselor and I said, you know, this has been a lot of fun, but I'd like something completely different than what <laughs> I've experienced the last six years at this place. And I also want to play lacrosse. And he said, you need to go check out Wesleyan. And you know, the minute you hit campus, it just was like, boom, this is the right place. And I tell prospective students, you know, it wasn't exactly what I expected, but I got what I asked for. I got very different experience. So that's part of the fun of doing this interviews is once you kind of meet other Wesleyan kid people, it's, you're just kind of instantly in the tribe. And that's really fun. I agree. Um, I agree. So uh, law school was kind of the next step. Mm -hmm. How did you uh, think about making that choice? I'm a recovering attorney myself, but you went right from school to uh, Columbia, I believe. What did that look like? Uh, maybe tell people who are interested in that path, the cadence of the LSAT, um, if you reached out to other folks to explore kind of that decision and, and what that all looked like. Yeah. I, I think uh, that my path uh, is, was somewhat uncommon. 
Um, it started my junior year, um, instead of going abroad, which a lot of my classmates did, I decided to go to uh, Georgetown as kind of like a semester away program. I got to get another feel of uh, another institution, um, how they do things. They're, I think, a little bit more geared on um, kind of how students are going to transition from college directly into the different professions. I think Wesleyan, um, you hear President Rolf speak, I'm like I said, it's a very free thinking academic place. Um, we don't kind of pick majors off of what job we want. We more so pick uh, our classes on just what we're interested in, which I think is um, very important early on, I think your academic development. And I think um, as you go through college though, I do think it can be very helpful to begin to tell your mind or at least train your mind to think about what life after a college and for many of us, what life after Wesleyan looks like. Um, and so Georgetown allowed me to do that. Uh, I, I did a couple of internships um, with the different government agencies, got to learn and get the feel of uh, things that I might be interested in, obviously because of my background, both my high school background, where I came from community-wise, um, got into a lot of social justice-led um, initiatives and wanted to think about work that centered around um, those issues or issues that I cared about and my community cared about. Um, and then I do think that you can never talk to enough people. Um, I think talking to people who um, have all different kinds of jobs, who have all different, um, like I said, lifestyles within those jobs as well, to give you kind of the best sense of where you might see yourself. And it took a couple of people to just tell me that I might be interested in looking at law school to convince me to just do a little bit of research. And the more research I did and learned about different people that went to law school, um, the more attracted I was to um, kind of taking that path. Uh, I do think that now it's very common for people to take one or two years off. If you choose to do that, that's fine. That's really just, I think, uh, to whether to give you a little bit of a break from the academics. Um, or just to try something else out before you decide to go to law school. But I think there also is a cadre of individuals who do go straight through. Um, that process, for me, um, it took a lot of planning. And so my biggest advice for those who are thinking about law school, um, especially those who might uh, wanna go straight through, I think the biggest thing, um, and I can't emphasize this enough, is trying to just plan, plan everything out. Um, and giving yourself enough time. I think a lot of times some people stress out about um, trying to fit everything in so quickly. Um, the LSAT uh, is a, it's basically a, really a skills-based test. Um, it's not something that you can just memorize material. Um, they're trying to test kind of how you think and how you analyze different problems, um, but it's not an easy test. So for me, I took the LSAT twice. Uh, I'm very open about that. I think the first time I rushed it and the second time I kind of gave myself a full six months um, to kind of begin to slowly just learn about the test, learn how I can um, kind of succeed uh, where, where my weak spots were. And so plan, giving myself enough lead time to do that, I think was very important. And so I basically spent my entire uh, summer leading up to my senior year and then the fall of my senior year studying for the LSAT. And then concurrently along with that, began to focus on the application process, which really is a lot like uh, applying to college. Uh, you have personal statements, you have uh, maybe supplemental uh, essays that, and basically that's your opportunity to 
give um, the admissions team a better sense of who you are. Um, and I love those opportunities. I love to try to paint a picture of who I am outside of maybe just the grades and the LSAT score, which I, um, I think uh, is, is a good thing. Um, so that was kind of like what my route was. And so pr pretty much from the entire fall semester of my senior year, I was probably entrenched in applications and studying. And then thankfully the acceptances started to roll in my spring, uh, senior spring. So it was a good senior spring to say the least. Yeah, after going through that process myself, it's hellacious. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, glad that it's behind us. Um, and you are, you know, pretty fresh out of, of school. And for those who are listening, um, who have not experienced the wonders and joys of law school, um, what you do your after your, we're going to say 1L and 2L, which is your first year, second year, three, third year, um, those summer experiences are really critical to your, to your first job, typically. So maybe talk us through um, what you did uh, during your 1L year and then what that summer of your 1L looked like um, before we kind of move on to uh, eventually where you landed. I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, law school, uh, one of the biggest differences that I found and even uh, the transitional period was how far in advance you have to begin to plan life out essentially, which I think a lot of, like in college, we never really had to do that. Um, you never had to think uh, one or two years ahead. Law school pretty much is completely flipped. Um, you don't necessarily have to know exactly what you want to practice. Lawyers, I think, can go on to do a diverse uh, and, and a lot of different things. Um, but I think it, it does pay and they encourage you to begin to think about what your interests are, um, and at least where you might want to start your career. Um, so the first year, uh, I came into law school knowing I wanted to do public interest. Uh, public interest just means doing uh, work that is uh, less corporate, uh, more so uh, whether it be uh, government work um, or some something in the community space. And um, I also knew that I, I don't know what I don't know. Um, so I wanted to just try out other areas of law as well. And uh, my professor suggested that I look at uh, law firms. Um, law firms, like I said, the focus obviously is on corporate law. Uh, they actually have just a, a very uh, interesting range of things that, that, that a lot of the attorneys work on and focus on. And so although I was public interest, uh, I was looking at litigation, I was looking at um, places that focused on white collar crime just because of its proximity to um, criminal law. And one of the firms, Skadden Arps, came on my radar. They had a, a 1L program that allowed for me to split my first summer between a public interest organization and the firm, which for me was best of both worlds. Um, got to kind of see both sides and both areas of law. So the um, summer began with me working at the firm and essentially you're just learning. You're learning a lot. You're getting to shadow a lot of attorneys, seeing how they operate within the business world. Um, and that was a, just a phenomenal experience. You they have a law firm. I think one of the biggest advantages is that they have so many resources for new attorneys. Um, and so that was obviously a plus as well. And then the second half of my summer, I worked for um, a public interest organization. I worked for Every Town for Gun Safety. Uh, for those who don't know that organization, they focus on uh, issues related to preventing really gun violence is, is, their, is their mission. They want to lower the amount of gun violence in the U.S. Um, and they try to tackle that 
um, through, through the legal landscape. And so that was a great experience because I got to meet a, a, lot, a whole different set of attorneys, um, a lot of them who worked uh, in corporate law, but decided to go on and do different things uh, because of their passions or or, or their interests, and, and I got to learn from from there. And really, and is the, that where? Because I I played with Rob Wilcox. Uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman, and I've interviewed him for this show. Is that where you met Rob? Yeah, that that that's that's where I met Rob. Um, like I said, I can't speak highly enough of the attorneys there. Um, and there's a bunch of Wesley. There are, are there two yeah. or three Wesleyan guys there. there. Yeah. For those who don't know, Wesleyan has a strong. Wesleyan has a very strong uh, community. Really, I've learned everywhere I go, um, from uh, Columbia Law School to Every Time for Gun Safety to uh, firms and corporate law. Um, that's kind of the, one of the biggest benefits is that uh, the Wesleyan community um, is, is very strong, um, and especially in in the within the legal community, uh, there's definitely a strong a strong connection there. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's where I, I met Rob. Um, second summer is much like the first. You, you pick a place that you want to work at. Um, that's likely where you're going to begin your legal career. Um, I decided to go back to Skadden. Um, I had really a great experience, uh, became more focused. So my focus is gover government enforcement and white collar crime, um, which is, it can, it can be a range of different things, but um, I think the, the easiest way to describe it is whether it be insider trading or um, Federal Corrupt Practices Act and things of that nature, um, that, that's kind of the focus. And, and maybe for, for people who aren't as familiar or maybe they're going through this, your, your summer associateship is a big deal um, because yes. you know you, I guess sometimes people split them. That's, that's I, when I was doing it, it was unusual, but, but maybe- Yeah, a little bit more common now. Okay. Um, um, just because, I mean, like I said, more common, still rare, but more common. But like I said, summer associate really is is where you really want to kind of uh, begin. Um, they're, they're very competitive. I think that um, firms are becoming much more open uh, to people from all different law schools, all different walk, walks of life, which I think is a, a very good thing. Um, but you kind of have to begin that process early. Um, it's, it's very kind of intensive, but a very good learning experience, to be honest. I've never been through so many interviews in my life, um, learned how to uh, sit at a table with six different people and uh, what to order, what not to order from, uh, and things like that. So just a, a great experience all, all the way around. And so after your summer uh, associateship, you, you typically get offered, right? So what did that process look like for you? So, so that process, um, like I said, is, is usually, I think the goal of, a summer, of being a summer associate is that um, hopefully everybody gets an offer. Um, you kind of uh, are proving yourself as almost like a test throughout your, your summer where they're kind of evaluating you and seeing if you're a good fit. Um, and then at the end of the summer, you have a evaluation with the hiring partners. They kind of go through your assignments. They go through some of the feedback they've heard. Um, and it's great for professional development. And if they think that you're a great fit, they'll give you a, they call it a return offer um, that usually as, as I was, you're ecstatic about. Um, and that essentially sets you up for your first, first job um, once you graduate and, and take the bar. And obviously everything is pending passing the bar exam and going through that, that process, which is a whole nother hurdle at, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And that was the worst summer of my life. Um, yes. 
for sure. <laughs> so did you did you did you go to the Javits Center or I guess it was during COVID? How did they do? Yeah, it, it was during COVID. So I was supposed to go to Javits the, the Javits Center. My roommates actually, actually took the bar exam early. They took it in February, um, so they were there. Um, COVID hit, so my experience was probably a little bit more unique. Uh, first time the New York bar was remote, uh, got canceled twice, so it really was a, a nightmare of a summer. Um, but like I said, it is almost like a rite of passage um, into the legal profession. I thought. Um, and, and, you know, you, you, you kind of bond with your classmates because because everybody goes through it. I mean, that, that's, that's at least the one caveat is that for the most part, everybody has done it. Everybody has gone through it. So you have, you kind of meet a lot of different lawyers who tell you, you know, hang in there. I was once in your shoes, you'll get through it. Um, and then uh, I recently passed the bar exam. So I can still say this. I still, the feeling is, is like no other when you learn that you passed and you're, you're over the hump. Yeah. It's a great, the email, I guess, is how did you get an yeah, email? Yeah, email, yeah. You know exactly what it drops and it's alphabetical. And exactly. My exactly. dad back in the 70s said that the, before email, they used to post it up on the on courthouse doors. <laughs> they would all run out there and, you know. Couldn't imagine. It couldn't imagine. At least, at least we get some privacy now. I couldn't imagine it being posted um, on the wall the day of. I think they post it in usually like the state's law journals. Each state's law journal will post the. Uh, those who passed the day after but yeah you, you get an email you track it like crazy to, like to the second uh, yeah. everybody's basically on edge with you uh, yeah. your entire family but uh, uh, early on in my life my dad said there'll be benefits and also um, you know uh, downsides to being early alphabetically like Adams <laughs> that was that was not a positive uh, uh, being, so. I can imagine <laughs> um, maybe talk about so you're you're working at Skadden, which, you know, is a big white shoe law firm, you're doing a lot of hours, but you've also managed to carve out, um, you know, some time and resources to continue to do work along the lines of um, some of the the past uh, uh, not-for-profit mm-hmm. um, work that you've done. Maybe talk a little bit about how you've been able to manage that and, and how you're spending your time in that arena. Yeah, definitely. So in law school, I tried to do, I guess my mindset is to really just have a balance. I think that um, obviously um, work and business uh, ends up taking a lot of people's times. I think that's very important. I think um, though in each chapter of my life, um, I think I've been extremely blessed. Um, And so for me, it comes down to giving back uh, to my community, giving back to others, um, who might need, a, might need more help. Um, I think that we have so many issues going on in, in today's world. And, and my mindset is to not look to your left or right to have them solved, to kind of do your part um, as much as you, as you can and, and in your own way. Um, so law school, uh, my way was uh, starting a book club at Rikers Island to create a kind of an outlet for those who are incarcerated to also give law students kind of more of an insight on what it's like being incarcerated to have candid conversations about that, about that path and that life, um, which was a very powerful uh, experience for me, probably my most powerful experience. Um, also was involved in like pre-law society in Harlem, um, teaching um, uh, the younger generation just about the law and the ins and outs of law school as well. And then uh, recently, um, a bunch of actually my Wesleyan classmates, um, all members of the basketball team, um, and I uh, started a, a fundraiser um, the last couple of months that's focused on tackling food insecurity um, with the pandemic. Um, the rise in food insecurity in households has really uh, almost tripled, um, and especially in 
uh, low-income minority communities. It's gotten especially bad. So we tried to start a fundraiser, um, highlighted two food banks, one in New Haven, Connecticut, where I'm from, and one in Harlem, um, in areas that really um, were struggling with this issue. And um, I have to say the Wesleyan community definitely showed out. Um, we were able to raise um, over $20,000 and split it between both organizations. So um, like I said, th those are, I think, uh, my time is limited now working at the firm. Uh, and so that was a good way for me to kind of still raise awareness um, and, and try to have an impact. So I think things change obviously as, as life goes on, but I think everyone can, can play their part. So it's still early in your career, but any switching to a little bit more of an informational interview, any initial kind of um, reflections on being a corporate lawyer uh, in, in New York and what that looks like, you know, there's, there's a lot of hours, but you're getting this incredible experience. And, and yeah. we talked to Rob Wilcox about this, but we'd love to hear your thoughts uh, after being there for, I guess, a month or so now officially, yeah, right? Definitely. definitely. It, I mean, like I say, it's, it's a new world uh, for sure. Um, the best, the word that comes to mind after all my trainings is it's, it's, it's client service. And I think the word on, and this is what I think Wall Street has become in the business world is the way you kind of stay out in front is giving the best clients, client service. And I think for lawyers, what makes it stressful is that client service really is kind of being very responsive and turning things around um, very quickly, um, but not having any errors. So I think um, that's what kind of brings the, the high hours. Um, I think that the profession is as engaging as I thought it was going to be. Um, there are a lot of the issues that um, the firm takes on and that I've seen are, are not, you know, easy issues. They take on very complex issues um, and I really are at the front uh, lines in terms of uh, legal cases in many ways. So to be able to see that as a, as a you know, a new uh, attorney is, is really something that is, I think, special um, because you get to really just, for, for me, I think uh, the next couple of years is really just gonna be a learning experience. I, I really don't, I mean, the, the secret is sort of that when you graduate law school, you still don't know anything. <laughs> you haven't practiced law. Um, law school teaches you how to think, um, and I do, but the, you can't figure out and learn how to, to be a practicing attorney until you actually start working. Um, and so that's what I'm, I'm learning now. Um, and then, like I said, it's, it can be a lot of hours. Um, and uh, sometimes stressful, but I think overall, um, the amount I'm learning and the experience that I'm having is, is second to none. Well, it's an incredible journey. It's a great story. Congratulations for all the hard work. I know it's been a lot and you're putting a lot of hours, but I realized that. So thank you for carving out a little bit of time here to give back to Wesleyan and the community. Um, and as we wrap up here, any final thoughts or, or advice that you might give to, you know, Caleb, when he was a, a, a freshman at, at school, uh, if yeah. somebody is contemplating a similar journey? I think that the biggest thing is to not count yourself out. Um, one thing, I, I have had a great sports circle. I have to give them a lot of credit. Um, but one thing I've learned um, entering these different spaces is how many people um, in law school, they call it imposter syndrome, um, who um, count themselves out really even before putting themselves in the ring. And even if they get in the ring, they continue to, to doubt themselves. And I think the first thing is that everyone deals with it. Um, everyone, you know, has some type of, of feeling or some 
thought in the back of their head that, okay, maybe I'm not uh, cut out for this. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. That's a very normal reaction. I think the biggest thing is to not let that take you out of the game, um, take you out of your work and, and your focus. Um, I think if everyone begins to kind of put their, their best foot forward and, and even jump into the deep end sometimes, you'll find that um, there's so many opportunities out in the world. Um, things could be difficult, but I think uh, you learn obviously a lot from those experiences as well. So the biggest thing is, you know, have a lot of confidence in yourself. Uh, don't, don't give up um, and, and always be able to reach out for help. I mean, that's the, the last point I want to make is that I've, one thing I, I have been able to do is not really be afraid to reach out to people. Um, reaching out to people, um, even if you don't know them, just saying, just talking to them, saying, hey, I would love to pick your brain. That has, you know, really paid out very well for me um, just to be able to have conversations with people that I really have no, uh, ha had no interactions with and just to learn from them. And you'll be surprised how many people in this world are willing to help you out to give you some tips um, and, and, and kind of point you in the, in the right direction. So, And along those lines, I always ask, even though everyone is always very generous, is it okay if folks reach out to you if they're interested in just hearing more about your story, maybe learning about your law school experience or, or what, you know, the corporate law school uh, law firm gig is like? Okay. A absolutely. Absolutely. I love talking to really everybody, Wesleyan, non-Wesleyan. Um, like I said, I, I think as a community, we should all be helping each other out. So um, happy to talk to whoever, uh, whenever. Um, I promise you, I will make time. Awesome. Thank you so much for the time, Caleb. Good luck with everything. And I hope you get some, some rest this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care. All right. All right. Bye. bye.